Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That is my advice to uh, Benjamin Higgins. Keep your eyes on the road and your hands upon the wheel here on Ben and Woods. I've gotten texts from our big, big boss, and he said, get him out of there. He's, I said, he's out of here. He's on the couch. I, he can't drive right now. I got his mom texted me. Don't let him drive. I'm not going to. He is zonked. He is not, fe- he is not feeling good. I, I guess it's my fault. I gave him Alka-Seltzer, but, like, it's Alka-Seltzer. What am I? I didn't give him mushrooms or anything. <laughs> like I just, right. I gave him Alka Seltzer. Yeah, Adam called me during the break. He's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "He doesn't sleep on sick. the couch." He goes, "Yeah, I called him. He didn't answer." Yeah, he's sick. I don't know what to do. I'm a bit uh, at a loss here. <laughs> I respect the guy for wanting to grind it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, but didn't work. Yeah, it's not. It's not working so far. <laughs> so I, I can't really do anything. I could call him an Uber, I guess, but I don't know. Then he's got, he has to work tonight, I think, on Channel 10. So, to Uber back down here to get, get his, his car, car and then drive to Channel 10. <coughs> I mean, he's, he seems pretty cozy. It's on like the couch. when you uh, fell asleep as a kid on the couch and then your dad would pick you up and bring you, wake up in your bed. You're like, yeah. what the hell happened? Do you think we can pick Ben up? Drop him into an Uber while he's asleep, and he would have no idea, and he'd just wake up at his house. He'd wake up at his house, but then he still needs to get his car <laughs> and all his his stuff. And I mean, he is out like a light. Well, I mean, listen, you do what you got to do. Do what you have to do. Uh, yeah, this is a you know kind of an uncomfortable topic, but I, I did spend my day yesterday. Uh, Paulie actually is the one that, that hyped me to it. Uh, I'm also not feeling great. Went home and, and tried to... Kind of reset the brain a little bit and um, took about a 15-minute nap and woke up and Paulie had said, hey, there's a uh, there's an active shooter at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Now, you know, listen, when information comes out, um, you don't really know what's what's real. Was it an active shooter? Was it a car backfiring? Was it, you know, it, it you, you got to be very careful to jump to conclusions. Eyewitnesses, I mean, it was, it was timed out disturbingly perfect how it worked it happened at the end of the parade celebration so they did they, they were like coming off the stage it was over so and they did their they did their speeches yep, they did their we're they did all repeat. witnesses thought it was like oh that, that's fireworks because it sounded kind of like fireworks sure and then you realized quickly wasn't fireworks and to I like I went back and I was watching on YouTube one of the uh, local news outlets in Kansas City was streaming the whole parade live. They'd been going for 3 or 4 hours and they were literally like signing off. They're like, "Well, what a great morning. Like we're going to send it over to so and so here." And they're like, "Actually, hang on." And they're like getting information in their ears in real time and they're like, "We're going to keep it here. There's reports of uh something going on down at Union Station." And the details come out, you know, throughout the afternoon that one person lost their lives, uh, a radio host in Kansas City. saw that. uh, Lost her life. And like over 20 other people uh, suffered injuries, many of whom were children. Yeah, I believe they said nine children. Children. Um, uh, This is our friend Mick Schaefer. We've talked to Mick Schaefer. He's the Ben Higgins of Kansas City, actually. He does. uh, He's a sports director at KSHB 41 in Kansas City. 
Mick is a guy we really love, and and he's you know he's very he's solid as it gets. Um, he had been retweeting some information into his timeline. He was down there as well. Uh, Mackenzie Nelson, another reporter, says the total victims is increasing. KCPD now reporting twenty two gunshot wounds. Three people are detained and under investigation by law enforcement. I did see a video circulating of some uh, some a uh, hero uh, that that saw one of the guys running, tackled him, held him there yes, until I did see that. Uh, until the police came. And you know, again, I, we do what we have to do. The way I protect myself and my brain uh, is different than maybe the way you do it. I, I can't. It's hard for me to dive headlong into ooh, you know, another active shooter. Let's get let's get into this thing. And uh, but I did find myself doom scrolling, and that panic sets in. And and by doom scrolling, I mean just going up and down the Twitter platform, uh, reading all of the the arguments about you know arguments for arguments against um, finger pointing. Well, it was these guys. It was this group. It was this. It was that. And I think you know somewhere along the way here. We've we've lost the plot, certainly. And, um, you know, when you're the host of a radio program in a city like San Diego, you have people of all walks of life uh, that listen. And I love that. I do. Um, I've been massively affected by some of this as a parent. You know, it's the it's my greatest fear. Number one. You know, of of getting that phone call. There's an active shooter. I'll tell you, just as an aside, yesterday we went to uh, my son's elementary school. Uh, they had a Valentine's Day party at one thirty, and we were all in the room. And this is after the shooting, so I'm kind of sneaking looks on my phone uh, as they're making little friendship bracelets and eating cupcakes and stuff like that for Valentine's Day. And there's maybe there's ten parents in there, and there's twelve, thirteen kids, teacher. And we're in there, and I'm just kind of looking at my phone, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, students, blah, blah, and you hear the loudspeaker, and you all your the all the, your heart stops, and all the kids, shh, 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 and all the parents shh, 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 trying to shush everybody so we could hear what they were saying, and your heart flutters a little bit. You're like, oh boy, oh boy, um, and it was an innocuous announcement about, hey, sure. we we raised this much money at the jogathon this morning, and good job to everybody involved. But your your heart stops, and you know I know a lot of parents listen out there. Um, I, I said it in the open, you know, when Uvalde happened, I was with Sandy Hook. I was on the radio when Sandy Hook happened. It it uh, it's not, I've never been the same, and I think a lot of parents feel that same way too. It feels like you are every day when you send your kids out. You know, you're you're crossing your fingers, and that's that's not how it should be, especially at a school. And whether you love guns, hate guns, um, whatever it is, it's just not how we should be feeling uh, as a country. And, and I don't know what to do. I certainly don't. I'm not calling for any sort of of ban on on anything or or anything like that. I I I don't really particularly have a problem with guns. I own a gun. Uh, I use it to protect my home. It's not part of my identity. It sits in a safe, and that's what it's there for. And I don't get it out. I don't play with it. Um, There's also a difference between a gun like that and uh, semi-automatic, fully automatic sure. assault yeah. rifle. A- absolutely. And so I, I, it's it's just not an extension of who I am as a person. It's there for one purpose and one purpose only. Um, but it breaks my heart, you know. And and again, I, I reference the the tweet every day. When something happens, it's at a different place. It's at a grocery store. It's at a uh, it's at a church. Uh, I I didn't. There was a shooting in Houston at Joel Osteen's church over the weekend. I I didn't find out about it until I think yesterday, because it's just become so commonplace. And um, you know, I I I don't know what to do except for when we send our kids off to school, just cross my fingers and hope <laughs> and pray that it doesn't happen. And you know, obviously, like I think, can't we all agree that? Obviously, this shouldn't happen at a celebration parade for your team winning the world or uh, winning the Super Bowl. Can we all agree on that? Like, this should not happen. It should not happen at a grocery store. It should never happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and I do think the vast majority of people do agree. I hope with so. that. It's the very next part if that you, gets if you, split. If you look at Twitter, you know it's it's. But it, again, it's. You get a guy like me going on Twitter and saying, which is why I didn't tweet anything, because what's the point? 
What is the point? Me getting on and tweeting my platitudes of saying, man, this is terrible. We got to do something. Well, nothing, nothing's, it, it feels hopeless, which is why, you know, probably we'll spend less time on Twitter today than I did yesterday. It just, the feeling of hopelessness is a real one. And I know many of you can relate uh, out there. You know, I, I do believe that there's a mental health problem in this country. We're very open and honest about mental health uh, on this show. Um, I also re- I know what I pay to protect my mental health, and I know not everybody can afford that, and that's not right either. It's 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 an exorbitant amount of money, but it's worth it to me. Right, I'm going to therapy after the show today. Exactly, I'm going my I now I switched mine, Polly, because it it is so expensive that I'm like that's a big that's a big nut to cover four times a month. Do I need it? Could I use it? Sure. But I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go every other week now. Yeah. And it's days like today when I could probably use it the most because um, I just, you know, all the parents out there, yeah, I feel I feel exactly what you're feeling, and I don't know how to fix it. I it, wish I could. It breaks my heart because, you know, they say a, a generation is, what, 20, 25 years or whatever. And so when I was in elementary school, we would do uh, lockdown drills once a year just so you knew, and it was mostly if there was just a suspicious character on school grounds, you know, you'd shut the blinds and hide under your desk or something like that. And now to know that, like, kids Bo's age are doing active shooter drills, that's not okay. I mean, I, I guess it's good to prepare. You, you have to. You have and to if, prepare. But and the you, fact that it's needed is if you what's didn't, not okay. If you didn't, me as a parent, if you didn't do those, if they decided we're not going to do those, I'd be livid. Right. But did, you didn't do that when you were a kid. No, I didn't do those when I was a kid. No, I remember the, the most hardcore thing that happened when I was in like elementary school. Some dude brought a switchblade to school, <laughs> and you would have thought that the world ended, man. You would have thought that it was it was over. I mean, people were like, oh, my God. Um, we were not a – you know, I'm from Texas, by the way. It wasn't – the gun culture wasn't huge there, surprisingly, uh, when I was a kid uh, at all. My my parents never owned guns or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I saw – well, I mean, guys, there were 800 police officers there yesterday. 800. And nobody stopped – it was a common citizen that stopped uh, the this shooting – Yesterday, I saw I knew the story that happened in Rancho Bernardo a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely terrifying. God. They found a, a, a cache of weapons a kid down had, the street from my house. A kid had threatened to shoot up the school. Um, and great job by by Rancho Bernardo police to go in there and say, no, this isn't happening. They took that threat seriously and probably saved a lot of lives. They mm-hmm. did. Um, it, it's hard to talk about this stuff because, again, when I came in after Uvalde, I, mean, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. And, you know, the next thing you know, it's you're woke and you're this and that. And I said, man, I've never called for anybody to take or ban anything in my life. Okay? I got mad when they banned my flavored Zins, right? But it's just as a parent, I feel like I'm I'm flipping a coin every day. That's not a good feeling. It's just not a good feeling anymore. So I, I hope that they, they – I'm never going to stop wanting change. Of course. But – but what I've, are you going to do? I've come to acceptance, really, I mean, after Sandy Hook. What was that, 14 <laughs> yeah, years 13, ago now? 14 years ago. I mean, after that, you're like, well, if that's not going to get something changed, I, I don't know that it'll ever change. That, that's why the, the that's why the feeling of, of hopelessness sets in. And I'm not giving up, certainly, but um, you do get that sense every single day that, like, when is it going to uh, – when is something going to happen? And that's what – you know, listen, going to Twitter and saying, when will things change? There's no value in it for me anymore. None. Dude, my wife and I, we, we aren't planning on having children, and I would be lying if I said that at least a factor in that decision is not – what kind of world would we be bringing children into? Right. Yeah. It's scary. Believe me, it's terrifying. It's, you know, why why do you wake up at midnight? Was he? Well, I'm constantly worried. I'm just constantly <laughs> worried. I, I love all of you guys out there. Thanks for listening. I really want your kids safe at school. I want my kids safe at school. I think we can all agree on that. I think our kids should be safe at, at Super Bowl parades. I think our kids should be safe at church. I think they should be safe uh, at the grocery store, in movie, movie theaters, theaters, everything else. Um, it is just really, really a hard time. And it continues to, to snowball. And You know, listen, the sa- I saw the saddest tweet of all is, doesn't matter. I mean, this this will be forgotten in, in two days. Then it will be. Yeah, until the next one happens. happens. So I love all you guys, man. That's all I can say. I I just, um, 
It breaks my heart every single time I see one of these. And, you know, you do what you need to do to protect your head, your mental health. Um, but, yeah, the, the scrolling yesterday got me and really put me in a foul mood. And I apologize to my wife and kids because I was in a foul mood last night, uh, certainly. And that was a big, big part of it. So sorry about that, guys. I um, I wish I knew how to, how to you know, make you feel better or do whatever. But um, certainly – open to having conversations about it. Let's push. Uh, we'll do real or fake. Oh, we'll do that in like the 8 o'clock We'll hour, do it in the 8 yeah. o'clock we're not, hour. We're not going to do it now. All right, let's come back. Let's do uh, Don't Do This Next, Pauly. Um, I want to know. Now, Ben is the one that had this information, but I want to understand why people are upset about the jerseys that are going around Major League Baseball. I'm seeing players mad. I'm seeing fans mad. I don't personally understand it. <laughs> I think they've changed a little bit, but is it? I mean, I'm seeing people that are livid, so I don't know. Maybe somebody can call in and explain it to me. I have no idea uh, what's going on right now. We'll get to that next. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Benny is still on the couch, out cold, my friends. Can't let him drive yet. But I love you guys. We'll be right back. It's Ben Woods. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm, if I'm something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. Benjamin Higgins is uh, back in studio, but I think you're on your way out the door. Don't do this. Don't come to work when you're yeah. apparently this sick. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to head home. Okay. Be careful a, a driving. A little, little bit better, though, which I think I can at least make my way back home now. Okay. Take it slow. I will. No need to rush. Thank you. Feel better. Thank you. Okay. Get your rest. Yeah, get a little rest in you. I better not see you on TV tonight. I know. Better not be on TV tonight. It's like playing in the softball game after you call in sick to work, like I did. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. You good? Yeah, uh, Steve Smith's out of town, so I don't have a backup, unfortunately. I think they'll they'll be all right. We'll figure it out. We don't have a backup either. Love you, Benny. Better ones. Love you. Feel better, pal. Sorry I doped you up on Alka-Seltzer. I thought you could handle it. I guess I was wrong. Uh, but feel better and get home safely. Please text us when you get home. You know, like, let us know that you made it. I'm a little worried about you. You want to get an Uber, maybe? You no. sure? All right. Okay. 
Scott's big fat don't do this in here all morning <laughs> here on Ben and Woods. Uh, Benny actually was going to do this story. So I was reading this article in The Athletic talking about the uh, the new uniforms, and it started a couple days ago. I saw Miles Michaelis, uh, who's the, he's a he's kind of a um, he's loose with the tongue, I would say. And I kind of brushed it off because I said, well, it's Miles Michaelis. And he was complaining about the new uniforms that they got. But apparently this is a bigger deal than I made it out to be. Uh, Major League Baseball's on-field uniform provider is uh, the new Nike Vapor Pr- Premier. Nike says the new jersey is softer, lighter, and stretchier than the previous model. And a lot of players are saying it's worse. Uh, it looks like a replica, said Angels outfielder Taylor Ward. It kind of feels like papery. It could be great when you're out there sweating. It may be breathable, but I haven't had the opportunity to try it out. It looks like it doesn't look like a $450 jersey. So far, thumbs down. You're talking to guys that haven't even worn them out on the field yet, though, right? They're like, they're like, I don't like the way it looks. Um, yeah, I, when you mentioned this earlier that there was uniform controversy, I go, have we even have we even seen a bunch of guys out in the new uniforms? I I, no, I haven't heard anything from Padres camp, but maybe we're built different. You know, maybe our guys are built different. Maybe they don't complain about every little thing. I've seen the yellow hats. Yeah, I, I like those. I love them. I do too. I think they're I, great. I want to get one. But uh, Nike has engineered, designed the jer- uh, jerseys. The Fanatics, who manufactured them, is getting a lot of blowback from the big leaguers right now. Uh, the complaints have reached the MLBPA, the Players Association. They are now involved in relaying the players' concerns. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. But I do, you know, there are people out there that go out and buy uh, these jerseys. And they're, I, I think they're saying as well, they're not getting the quality that they wanted to. So, look, it, it's a, it's an issue. The pants, I guess, too, Paulie, are a big problem. Uh, tailoring is not on the table. Uh, somebody said, Robbie Ray said, you're telling me Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be on the field without painted on pants? Why don't you mind your, why don't you mind your P's and Q's, number one, uh, Robbie? All right, you keep Fernando's name out of your mouth. Uh, that's number one. But Dodgers pitchers, Tommy Canely, or Yankees reliever Tommy Canely says uh, he hates the new pants. I like the old ones. So the pants are bad. The jerseys look cheap. Baseball is off and running in the year 2024, Paulie. Just crushing it. Love it. All right, we'll switch over to the NBA. Now, you see scuffles and fights and shoving and pushing all the time in sports. Uh, this took it to the next level yesterday because this actually happened before the game. Uh, this was, I don't where was this? I don't know if this was in Detroit or Phoenix, but uh, the Pistons and the Suns were getting ready to play, and Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart got into a fight with Suns center Drew Eubanks. Like, hours before tip-off, this was, was in, in the tunnel. It was in, in Phoenix, Phoenix okay. yeah. Hours before the game, in the tunnel, they got into a fight, and Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault That is unbelievable. Yesterday. And we've talked about this all the time. Like, when you do see athletes, like, fighting in the middle of a game or something, you go, how come it just gets brushed off? Like, if you just walk down the street and started a fight with a guy, like, you, that's assault. You never really see it actually play out that way on the field, on the court, on the ice, whatever. And, uh, yeah, he was – this says Phoenix police issued him a citation. He was released, but he was listed out for the game because of a sprained ankle, and then he got in this fight. I don't know what started this. I don't know what happened. Well, it looks like Stewart threw the first punch. Yeah, I have no idea what the uh, the beef was. Eubank said it happened as he was coming into the arena. He said an argument started. They were chest to chest before Stewart threw that first punch. Uh, security intervened. Eubank said he was still fine for the game. He went on. He had uh, six points and eight rebounds. For- yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, who's traded the Suns last year, spoke about the situation. He said, it's unfortunate. He said, uh, we do have Drew's back. It's supposed to be a brotherhood. I also understand. Dudes get into stuff. We try to avoid that in this league. Hopefully we can move on from it. We all support Drew. So, yeah, that's not uh, not what you want, man, at all. Guys dusted it up down in the tunnel. Um, it probably happens... It probably happens more than you know, uh, but it, you know, yesterday guy actually got uh, a ticket, arrested, and uh, issued a citation, and he's probably facing some uh, some discipline from the league as well. Uh, and then as far as doo doo, this D D Mega Doo Doo. We talked about it already. Uh, we got some audio from the uh, the the hero yesterday at the Chiefs parade who helped uh, secure and and stop one of the gunmen, Paul Contreras. Paul Contreras. One guy was hollering and saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, 
I'm right here. And I just, I never think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, oh. you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did. And another good Samaritan did. And we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down. And me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here. Get the cops over here. You know, we got them. I mean, literally, you can see the, the gun uh, come out and then yeah. somebody propped it up against the wall. But holy cow, man. Uh, you know, well done. Hero. Well done, Mr. Contreras. And, uh, you know, you you wonder, could I, would I do the same thing? I mean, hopefully you're never faced with that uh, reality. But, man, that is really, really good. Uh, good stuff by them. So very well done to uh, Mr. Contreras. All right, Benny is going to be out. He's going to be heading home today. Uh, Sammy Spring Training will join us next. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to him about all the goings on out in Peoria. Uh, it's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Man, we are cruising in here this morning. Adam just, just came firing in. On firing on like one, one cylinder. One cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've shut the other engine down, <laughs> and uh, we're on one engine right now. Benny is uh, out. He, he just left. Um, Adam came in. He's, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, right? You want to you want everybody to be feeling good, and uh, but you also don't want to get your your other people in the building sick. So it's tough. It's tough. Uh, so we will be here. we got Sammy Spring Training coming up next. Let's check check traffic first. We'll be uh, right back with him. All right. So uh, Sam Levitt joins us live from Padres Spring Training, presented by your San Diego County Toyota Dealers Association. We make it easy. Sammy Levitt makes it easy every single day. Good morning, Sammy. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Woodsy. What's going on there? I, oh, I have not God. listened to Where the show this morning. Ba- Ben's not feeling well? Yeah, he came in and uh, he looked, I mean, he looked sallow. And he looked like death, and he hasn't been feeling well. Nobody really has. I've been I've been fighting a cough, or not even fighting. I've just been coughing for two weeks now. Um, and just you know, you want to come in, you want to do the show. It's an important time of year, and yeah. uh, you don't want to let the the audience down. And and Ben came in this morning, and I gave him some Alka Seltzer, and I think it really messed him up. So, it, which is weird. Oh no. Oh yeah. So he is now. Uh, he took it to the house. Me and Paulie are going to try to hold it down for the next couple of hours. Tomorrow is uh, hanging in the balance, certainly, but we will see what happens if our little guy uh, can feel feel a little bit better. 
All right. Well, feel better, Ben. Feel better, everybody, and uh, hope everybody is uh, getting well soon here. Now, what Sammy is Sammy joining us on his day off? On his, and so today you have off. There, the Padres are off today. Tell me, give me the uh, the rundown here. Padres are off today. Um, no on-field workouts from what I understand. Uh, you know, th- there may be guys going in to get treatment, whatever it might be, but nothing formally today. Obviously, full squad workout tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, the official, uh, you know, full team report date. So um, most of the guys are already here, but you'll have a real workout tomorrow. I mean, as far as position players, the last handful of days since I've been here, Everything is very informal, right? You'll have guys out there hitting, uh, different groups out there taking ground balls, but not that full squad workout, no drills, no practicing, you know, signs and plays and throwdowns and all that kind of stuff. So it, it has not been a formal workout, but uh, that'll start tomorrow. But today, uh, just uh, an off day uh, for uh, most of uh, the people around the complex. So nothing going on, and therefore I am not at Peoria Sports Complex, I'm enjoying a, a slower morning here in the Airbnb. So, what do you do on an off day, Sammy, in Peoria, Arizona? You're not a, you're not a golfer, so you didn't bring your sticks to go out and play golf or hit top golf or anything like that. What what will you do today? That is a fantastic question. I don't know. Um, I have to give it some thought. So, if anybody out there has suggestions, you can put it in the YouTube chat or tweet me, Instagram me, whatever. But I don't know. Um, get some some other work done. Some uh, videos I want to try to work on. Maybe uh, crank out a TikTok or two. And uh, I don't know. Maybe head over to Scottsdale. You know, hang out there. Maybe get a nice dinner. Maybe hang out with some some people uh, here that that are around the complex. So. We'll see. I don't know if anybody has any suggestions. Let me know. But uh, enjoy what's a beautiful area here in Phoenix. Maybe I'll go. To, uh, I heard Camelback Mountain is yeah, nice. Very so nice. I don't know. I don't know that I'll hike it, but maybe I'll go over there. See you go if look at any it. sort of uh, yes, any sort of scenic view. Maybe like a sunset. I could, you know, uh, watch from a, a scenic viewpoint. That sounds nice. So nothing big, but uh, it's admittedly it's nice to have a, a little off day and then uh we should be you know rolling for at least a couple of weeks after that there's yeah. a great restaurant you should check out it's in glendale it's not too far from the uh cardinal stadium it's called exotic explicit explicit right it's very good you will uh, really Delilah, she's a great she's, server you will really really enjoy yourself <laughs> that is a promise that's a promise that's that it will never let you down um makes for an interesting afternoon to be sure uh, Sammy Spring Training joins us here on uh, on Bennett Woods this morning. I loved, uh, we played some audio from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, from yesterday. Love it. Head seems in the right place. What else uh, What else tickled your fancy out there yesterday? Well, I, I think, you know, we heard some pretty interesting things first from Fernando and then from Jake Cronenworth. So let's start with Fernando. Um, you know, I thought a very relaxed, confident-looking Fernando Tatis Jr. And I thought he was pretty transparent you know, not that he wasn't last year, because I think it was pretty clear last year for as, you know, in as solid of numbers as he put up considering the surgeries and considering missing a full year. Um, you know, I think we all sort of understood that, you know, it was probably harder than he was leading on, right? Sure. Playing every day and, and getting back into the swing of, of being that kind of star and having that kind of talent, you know, and, and trying to perform on an everyday basis coming off the surgeries in particular. So I thought yesterday he was very transparent about, you know, how difficult it was last year. He said he was searching and searching and searching for a swing last year and really could never find it. And then, you know, by the, you know, next thing you know, it was the end of the season, which makes a ton of sense. So it sounds like he had a terrific offseason down in the Dominican Republic, obviously played for uh, his dad in, in the Dominican League and talked about working on his swing with his dad and, and with the people that he's come up with. And we know that Fernando works with uh, with his dad a lot on his swing and, and, and working on different things. So it sounds like he had a tremendous offseason. He said his confidence is through the roof. Um you know, and, and he talked about, you know, uh, defensively, you know, everything he, he experienced and learned in right field last year. You know, one of the lines of his, and he had a couple of really good one-liners, but one of the lines uh, of his uh, of his media availability yesterday was, you know, uh, basically saying that AJ, you know, told him to, to bring love and he, uh, excuse me, bring gold and he brought platinum, platinum. to the table. So right? Good. Yeah, great line. So, 
Um, you know, it was interesting to hear that it, it sounds like there was a conversation in the offseason, at least toying with the idea of what he prefers, you know, center, right. Like, it does sound like some of those conversations were had, which I don't think was any secret. But it, it's, you know, he he wants to be a right fielder, at least for right now. Sure. And it sounds like that is, uh, you know, a comfortable spot for him, number one, and also and it makes sense. He said at Petco Park, he feels like right field is, is more important and there's more ground to cover. And certainly we saw him, you know, cover a lot of ground last season. So, um, you know, he's going to play right field. I don't think that's any surprise, but it does sound like those conversations did happen at some point in the off season to get a feel of, of what he wants. And I also got the sense of, you know, that, that might also be, you know, it's something where, again, he's coming off this year, coming off, uh, coming off last year where he came off the injuries, where he was coming off learning a brand new position and, and all of that, where maybe this year it's like, hey, you know, I've, I've got right field down. I'm really good out there. Let's focus on on the offensive side of things and, and un, you know, getting everything I can out of obviously what's a, a tremendous amount of potential. So, look, he seems confident and ready to go and clearly had a, a great off season. And I'll say this, I know a lot of us have, have sort of, you know, thought, predicted that Fernando's going to have a monster year. What he said yesterday, and I thought his demeanor and what he said about his offseason, it did not, you know, it did not quell any yeah. of that for me, right? It Same. only kind of was like, I was like, yeah, he, he sort of seems like that, like he's he's ready to rock. Um, so that was Fernando. And then Jake Cronenworth. You know, I thought it was really interesting too. Um, a really, again, upbeat, relaxed Jake Cronenworth, um, which is not all that surprising in, in early February. That, that's Everybody, who he is. Yeah. And, and, and you're right too. That, that's who Jake is, uh, for the most part anyway. Um, but you know, he talked about getting vulnerable and I thought that was an interesting word, vulnerable in the sense of, you know, coming off last season, coming off the injury that ended his season, it gave him some time to really sit back and then go into the offseason understanding that he had to make some changes. And he wouldn't get into the changes in particular in his swing, but clearly there was an effort made to change some things up and to improve on different elements of, of his swing and of his game in general and, and of his strength and, and all of it. So, um, you know, look, he, he did not shy away at all from – you know, the, the fact that last year was, was not a good year for him and he was not happy with it and understood that he had to get vulnerable in the off season and really go into the lab and, and work on stuff. So that's great to hear. We'll Love see it. if it translates. Um, but look, I, I thought, you know, and, and I also asked Jake yesterday about, um, about what he hoped the core of this team learned from last year. And he talked about battling through adversity and he, you know, he admitted that last year they didn't do that, you know, so well, um, you know, so, so hopefully that, you know, I, I think that, that what I took away from him was, you know, hopefully they learned a lesson, a valuable lesson as individuals, as a group, um, and, and what it means to battle through some adversity. So, um, look again, with both those guys, Fernando and Jake, they, they were the two, you know, quote unquote core players that spoke yesterday. You know, again, you're not going to hear a lot of uh, negative stuff this early in spring training, but very good to hear from both of them. And I thought both seemed confident and, and certainly, you know, they're saying all the right things. I, I, I love it too, uh, Sammy. And it's gotten each day when I hear from these guys, it gets me, you know, a little bit more back in. Not that I'm not going to be watching every game yeah. screaming at the TV, but, uh, and I, you know, like you said, I do understand they're not going to come on and be like, yeah, no, we're just going to figure it out. You know, I, I do like the work that they've been putting in, uh, certainly. It was a hard, speaking of vulnerable, speaking of vulnerable, was in a, a text thread with a couple of, of baseball buddies last night, and they these guys know baseball. They do. They both yeah. played at a, a fairly high level, and I had to admit to myself and to them that perhaps the great Bob Melvin was not the right man for this team last year and it has taken me this long it has taken me um a lot of of soul searching to look inside and go great manager the 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 ratings we got back from everyone that played for him a hundred percent but 
San Diego, the San Diego Padres are different. It was a different thing. And I, I finally admitted to myself, you know what? Great manager. Don't know that he was the right fit for uh, this team last year. I just don't know that he was able to right the ship, manage the, um, you know, the superstars on this team. And every day when I listen to Mike Schilt speak, I go, okay, I, I can now see why uh, this could be the right guy for the, for this team. And it seems like the players are, are responding and they're, they're coming together a little more than they did under Bo Mel. Yeah, look, I, I think first on on Bob Melvin. Look, I'm I'm with you in the sense of, you know, as last season was going along, and, yeah. and I think you and, and Ben for the most part too. Look, I, I admittedly I defended Bob Melvin as right? did I because I felt because I, I felt like he was a um, a veteran manager who had a track record who had just led the team to the NLCS and everybody was singing his praises and and you just couldn't tell me midway even late through last season. You know that Bob Melvin was was the issue, right? I, I just couldn't get there with it. Um, look, all that's done now. I mean, he went to the Giants, and now you have Mike Schilt. Look, I think for sure you can already see, you know, just some differences in the way they communicate. I, I find Mike Schilt very honest, you know, and we talk to him so far, and he'll really get into to detail on guys and and. You know, tell you what he thinks about you know uh, players and situations, albeit it's early uh, here in spring training. But um, you know, look, I think Bob, at least outwardly, you know, it, it was a pretty late. I don't want to say laid back in like a bad way, but right. look, there there was a nature of hey, you know, we've got these star players, they've got track records, they'll and figure this it thing out. Thing is just going to turn around. Okay, now whether Bob was saying that behind closed doors, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what happens behind closed doors, but at least publicly, look, I think we can agree that that was sort of what it seemed like. Like it was, hey, this thing's going to turn around. We don't want to shake anything up. We don't want to, you know, go turn over the spread in the clubhouse. Just let it happen. And look, Woodsy, we all kind of thought it was going to happen, and. It just didn't. And if you want to count September, fine. But, you know, through through the times where it really could have drowned, it, it just didn't. So, look, time will tell what Mike Schilt's style is. Um, you know, the things we've heard is that, you know, maybe he's a little bit more fiery than, than let's say, a Bob Melvin. Um, but we'll see. You know, look, it's also the second stop for Mike Schilt. And, you know, we'll see how he adjusts and he has developed as a manager. And I think right now in spring training, it's really hard to judge, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, look. And I, I've said it to you guys. I said it to to the midday show yesterday. Everything so far with Mike Schilt, uh, you know, has been really impressive to me. Very detail oriented. Um, everything you've heard from guys Darvish, Musgrove, others has been really, really good. And I'll tell you this about Mike Schilt too that I think has been really interesting to me. He's everywhere. Like, and I think if you guys come out here, you may notice this. And I'm not saying Bob Melvin wasn't. Bob Melvin was on a lot of the backfields too. But I have really noticed in the first few days of spring training that Bob Melvin, uh, excuse me, Mike Schilt is just everywhere. Like he is out there on every backfield, even if it's a group of minor leaguers taking ground balls, he is out there. He is constantly talking to people, talking to coaches. I just see him a lot like you know, and again, I'm not saying that Bob Melvin wasn't out there, but it's noticeable with Mike Schilt. Sure. Like I'm, I'm just seeing him everywhere. To me, it makes sense. He's a player development guy, right? Going back to his roots of being a minor league manager and being an organizational guy for the Cardinals for so long, and is known to develop players. But I will say that stood out to me. I haven't talked to him about it yet to kind of get a sense of, you know, does he really try to be at everything? But to me, he is. He has just been everywhere. So that detail-oriented player development mindset, to me, is has already kind of shown itself. So, look, so far so good uh, with Mike Schilt. And uh, we'll see how it all transpires as we get into the year. It's Sammy Spring Training live from Peoria. I will say, even from the players' perspective, we were out there a little earlier uh, last year, and we sat down with a lot of the, the core pieces of the team. And there was a lot more me than we. There was. And we talked about it. We talked about it throughout the entire season. And this year, even in the first few days before every player's gotten there, it feels a lot more we than me. And it, yeah. it really does. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, looking back on it now, when, when you had players talking about positions in the lineup and things like that to you guys, I think even at spring training last year, you know, maybe that was a little bit of an indicator of. A little bit. Of 
okay, um, we're not really talking about the team. For sure, right now, when you hear guys talk, like Fernando Tatis Jr. used the word, I think it was togetherness. Yeah. And um, look, again, and I think we've touched on it, I think the sense you're getting is like, look, last year happened. Um, This year, we've just got to play as a team. And it's not about, you know, who plays where, who hits where. But we've got to play as a team. And I know that sounds really cliche, but you hope, you hope that the words they're saying match what happens as the season gets started and that there was a lesson learned from last year. No doubt everybody's saying the right things right now, and it's really easy to do that on February 14th. But, um, you know, it's about going out and doing it. And, look, obviously it's a roster that has questions right now, but... You know, as these guys come in, Manny and Fernando and Cronenworth, and we'll have Bogarts here soon, and Kim, obviously, it does sort of remind you, like, okay, there are a lot of questions, but, man, if these guys, who we know are really good, if they do what they're supposed to do, you know, this this could be all right. No this doubt. This could be, it could cure a lot of the other questions, you know, if you have some spots where there are question marks and you don't know what you're getting right now which is the truth well a lot of that may not matter so much if you have the guys that are supposed to be the stars be the stars and that was true last year and it's going to be even more true in 2024 i'm excited for it man i i every day that you're out there covering the team and the audio that i see uh and and here that's all we can do as fans i mean nobody knows anything until the season starts again i said it yesterday nobody had the nobody had the rangers d-backs in the world series man uh baseball's a weird sport we know it but so far so good for the Padres. Sammy, enjoy your uh, day off today. Get out there in Arizona, shake it up a little bit, and uh, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow, maybe. We're, we're still on, we're on high <laughs> alert here, so we'll let you know. All right. Well, feel better. Thank you, buddy. And, uh, hopefully I get a chance to talk to you tomorrow and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, talk Sammy. soon, Sammy. Love you, pal. All right. Sammy, uh, spring training. Joining Bennett Woods this morning, we have the uh, boss come in. I think they may be sending us home, Paulie. We got uh, maybe one more segment, and then I think we're going to run some potential best of or That's something like that i, I think have been uh, working on very feverishly they want to uh fog this place it, you know listen you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the the show that gets everybody sick but the sickness is going around we all share the same equipment so i think you um, and me are going to handle one more segment yeah, one more and then i have been pulling a bunch of best ofs from the last <laughs> couple of weeks we're not going to go crazy through the archives uh we're going to play Stephanie Daly was great yesterday. Yep. We're still in the Valentine's Day mood. Maybe a little Ben Reed's romance. No, oh, I like that. Uh, we In the last couple of weeks, we've had some incredible guests, especially with our Tier 1 tour. We're going to replay Skip Schumacher, Matt Strom. Ruben Niebla joined us last yeah. week. He was phenomenal. So we're going to get to all of that. Uh, if you do want to stick it right here on 97.3 for the next two hours. All right, good. Sorry about that, guys. You know, it's, it's, coming, it's coming from a higher than... Our pay grade. So, I mean, look, Adam asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to just do two hours? I'm like, coming in cold with no segments <laughs> planned for two hours. I'd no. actually like to hear that, my friend. So, no, we'll be right back. Uh, and then I think we're going to get out of here. They're going to send us home and fog this entire disgusting place. Radio stations are gross, man. Petri they have, dish. They, are, they always have been. They always will be. We'll be right back. It's Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> we came to love on 97.3 The Fan. I was going to say we're halfway home on a uh, Thursday, but uh, they're going to come in here and uh, fog, literally. We're like 95% way yeah, home. They're, they're going to literally come in here and fog this studio. It's um, Ben is, is pretty ill. Uh, he did make it home, the big guy, so he's okay. Made it home. Uh, we will split after this segment and uh, run some best of, some interviews and stuff that we've done. Sorry about that. I hate to let you guys down. I think you know that about us. We would much rather be here together 
than to have a show like this, but, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, unfortunate, out of our control. So you say it every morning. Got to get your head right. Got to get your head right. And our heads are not right It's uh, right It's now. really, really... <laughs> Somebody asked if we could keep the feed on to watch the fogging uh, of the studio. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we need to shut the uh, the cameras down. <laughs> JR actually gets nude when he uh, fogs the studio, so probably shouldn't have that going on. <laughs> mm, it's super fun. Oh, God. Super, super fun, guys. Uh, Some bad news I saw out of Orioles camp this morning, man. What a bummer for them. Kyle Bradish, uh, who is one of their their pitchers, has been diagnosed with a UCL sprain, will begin season on the uh, disabled list or the uh, injured list uh, right now. I don't know. He got a PRP injection. He uh, began a throwing progression. He'll open the season on the IL. Um, Gunnar Henderson, who is one of their superstars as well, he is behind schedule due to an oblique injury. This is what happens, man. It, it, we talk a lot about you know teams that are poised to make a jump, it, it, and you know I hate to give them credit, um, but the Dodgers were they had so many injuries last year, and they had so, such depth that they were able to figure out. All the injury problems and problems, and still win a hundred games last year. That's why depth is so so important. I think it's it's what has Padres fans kind of on the edge of their seats because not only do we not have a ton of depth right now at a lot of positions, it's it's we don't even really have legitimate starters at at certain <laughs> positions. So you are really on pins and needles, crossing your fingers, hoping that everyone gets through spring Bro, training. Even with stacked lineups over the last couple of years, we've had bench concerns. Yeah, and, you know, oh, absolutely. How, how is the depth looking and all of that? You know, we had really good rotations over the last couple of years, and you're like, yeah, we still could use another arm or two. I mean, we're, we're like, okay, who's DHing? Yeah. Who's playing center field? Yep, it's exactly right. I mean, is Pro Profar going to... Who's on the move, and then what are you going to do with that position? Right. Like, oh, God. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, uh, I'm seeing a lot of teams in baseball right now uh, having a hard time addressing that. And, and the inj- when the injuries start to mount up, uh, your depth is tested. And a lot of teams trade depth for other pieces. And then, you know, that guy gets hurt and you're toast. So y- you really are. You're on pins and needles waiting with bated breath to make sure everyone gets through, gets to the, the Korea series uh, healthy. And if somebody goes down, man, it's it's hard to plug those holes. We've seen it so many times as Padres fans. Like, you know, make the playoffs, and you. We literally ran out of pitching. I feel like we've run out of pitching in every single playoff uh, appearance that we've had in the last few years, and that's. It's just not something that that you can you can uh, count on. So obviously, more depth is better, which is why everyone's a little bit nervous on the edge of their seats uh, right now. And you know, just because the Orioles are prospect laden and they uh, have a good starting lineup right now, and they have a good rotation, they traded for Corbin Burns, et cetera, et cetera. You start drop, you know, guys start dropping like that, and uh, you know we'll see what they're made of. There's a lot of people picking them to win that division uh, again, but not if these guys continue to stay banged up and they don't come back. So we will see how that plays out. You just hope, hope to God uh, that everyone comes through. That Manny is is ready and you know healthy and ready to go, and Fernando stays healthy and Jake stays healthy, and all these guys. Um, you, know, you count your lucky stars if they do. So. That's kind of where we uh, we are at right now um, as far as uh, the the injury report out of Major League Baseball. Uh, as far as the Ben and Woods injury report, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. Uh, ben needs to start feeling better, certainly. We all are, are under it and fighting it right now. Paulie, do you want to play real or fake before we get out of here? I, do you have it? I didn't. I don't. I haven't seen it because Ben doesn't send it to I me. Have it he does set it. up. If we want to get a caller on, right, we can do that, and we can give away a prize. Let me get you guys the prize for real or fake. Uh, the prize for real, real or fake today, if you win it, is what? It's something. It is a trip to Las Vegas. Well, oh, you qualify, qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. There it is. Got it. Is that the take on Woods prize? Yes. Same thing. All right, so all you got to do is call in, guess whether it's uh, real or fake. Easy game. It's basically 50-50 shot, and uh, you'll qualify for a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas, two tickets to Air Supply, uh, with a legacy spanning decades. Air Supply, I'm not going to read all that. I do? Yeah. With (laughs) With a legacy spanning decades, Air Supply continues to captivate hearts. Now in their 45th anniversary year, the duo continues to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. Join us in celebrating their music and enduring legacy on May 31st and June 1st, 2024 at the Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. 
Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of the legendary Vegas Fun. Ben doesn't read that every day. Yeah, he does. He does not talk about 130 shows a year. Sure I he think does. you pranked me there. No, uh, call, us, call us now, 833-288-0973. We'll play real or fake. We'll get out of here. Uh, so anybody on the line uh, wants to play? Yeah, I think we got a caller here. Let's just get to it. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. Just told you what you're going to win today. It took me 20 minutes to get through that read. Qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. Who's on the line, Polly? We got uh, Nick here. Nick, good morning, my friend. How are you, bud? What's up? It's Baseball Nick. Baseball Nick. Did you know that Air Supply plays over 130 shows a year? (laughs) I did not know that. I've never heard that on our radio station before. I think Paulie is uh, is lying to me there. (laughs) All right, so you know how the game's played. All All you have to do is guess, real or fake, bud. Very, very simple. Uh, Paulie, if you would... Uh, you have all of the. You have to host this thing. I'm just here for, to help. Yeah, it's just absolute chaos right now. I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> That's all right. So I like chaos. Uh, let's see. Did everyone? I'm going to read Ben's email that he sends me, so I know the answers. Did everyone have a good Valentine's Day? <laughs> it's Ben Higgins, Channel 10. <laughs> if not, perhaps you're eating the wrong foods today on Real or Fake. Ben came up with a list of foods and brev- beverages that, according to Cosmopolitan, have aphrodisiac qualities oh. and can help boost your libido. Okay, I know All about you need some to do is separate the real from the fake. So Easy enough, Nick. You can ask All me right. you can ask me for help. Give me one second here. I'm doing so many things now. Sorry about it's that. Adam oh. came running in. This is an S show of epic proportions. It really It's amazing really anyone is. listens to this dumpster fire. Sorry, bud. So we will start. uh, Let's see. How about avocados, Nick? Avocados. Do those have aphrodisiac qualities? Avocados. Real or fake? I got real. That is right. Perfect. One for one. One for one. I'm going to keep score. You need four out of seven to qualify for the trip to Las Vegas. Um, Walnuts. Walnuts. Real or fake? Baseball, Nick. That's fake. Fake. Wrong. The real. That is real. Does he have any notes? No, he does not. Okay. He has notes for a couple, but not for that one. Uh, Let's go with figs. Figs. That's real. Agree. Yes. They are high in amino acids. Amino acids are good for your... (laughs) They are. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. Uh, Let's see. How about... Bananas. That's real as well. I say fake on that one. Yeah, it's fake. It fake. Oh, boy, you're two for four. All right, batting 500. Let's go. You got a few more. All right. Honey. Oh, yeah. Um, what, do, what do you got? I think it's real, my friend. I think I've heard that before. Honey is real. Yeah, let's, let's run that. Honey? Honey. Yes. One Pie more. and boron. The show is boron today. Uh, three for five. All you need is one more. Baseball, Nick. All right. Let's go with... Uh, let's see here. Duck. What is that? That's on his list. I'm going to go fake based on that's not a real thing. That sounds made up. No, it's not made up, but it is fake. Geo Duck. Well, you're a winner. We got a winner. Baseball, Nick. You've qualified for a trip to Las Vegas. To go see air supply. I am in desperate like need of air supply right now. Species of large saltwater clam. It's a clam. I have never heard of a geoduck in my entire life. Uh, baseball, Nick, hang on the line. Paulie will get your information and I'll uh, get you qualified for that trip to is that like a, Las is Vegas. That, is that just like spelled like geoduck? It's a gooey duck? I've heard of gooey ducks. Oh, uh, Purple says it's pronounced gooey duck. Okay. Yeah. Geoduck. <laughs> So I just, I'm the idiot. That's fine. Listen. Either way, it was wrong. Listen, you're not the same real or fake host as Ben. Nobody is. He's really good. He wanted to say gooey duck. He did. And he he is really, really good. He thought that would throw you off. At hosting it. I have never heard of a gooey duck in my entire life. You see them on the beach. They hide in the sand. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was just like a clam. It's a type of of clam. All right. Well, we have uh, absolutely devolved as we have been known to do. 
uh, before. I think I don't know if we will be back tomorrow. I really don't. I mean, we'll be back when we can be back. If Benny's feeling like he was today, if we're all feeling like we were today, I don't know that they'll let us uh, come in, right? Probably not. Prob- my guess is that we will not be here tomorrow. That's my guess, but we have surprised you guys uh, many times before. We will try. We absolutely love doing this show, as you know. And we are not just dumping into uh, CBS Sports Radio to hear about, you know, Steve Wilkes getting fired from the Niners and, you know, all of the uh, the NFL uh, talk and that, that's probably just crushing the airwaves right now. We are going to play you guys some best of Ben and Woods, and uh, we will feel hopefully feel better tomorrow, and we'll be back. Thank you guys for hanging in. We are very, very sorry. Uh, we love you. But uh, Annie and Elston will be here in a couple hours. Hopefully the studio will be nice and clean for them. We will get our S together, and uh, love you guys very much. Thanks for hanging in with us uh, here on Ben and Woods. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe, maybe not. Tune in and find out, I guess. It's the long radio tease. Uh, love you guys. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.